Yeah, you might as well just start with just going, yo, yo. <laughs> every every show should just start with us being like, yo, <laughs> yo. I'm totally down with this. It has to, uh, there should be a way for people to know that you're John and I'm Alex. Well, they can tell the difference between our voices, right? Oh, but we yeah, tell, they don't even know. They yeah. don't even know, you know. <laughs> That's a good point, actually, yeah. Like, you don't necessarily sound like an Alex, and I don't necessarily sound like a... And we also don't, like, call each other by our names during the podcast. Yeah. That would I be weird. We, I think we sound like Alex and John. Those are oh, you, two oh you, very, you think so? Okay. Yeah, they're, they're, those names are common AF. Like, Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> people say Alex I don't even look because it's probably somebody like right next to me <laughs> yeah no I, I believe you yeah <laughs> there's so many Alexes and Johns they could be out there doing the same exact podcast I, I wouldn't be surprised <laughs> same exact podcast <laughs> bitch asses <laughs> oh, to think we might have doppelgangers out there I'd really like that. Probably do. Shit, I met yeah. a dude. I met a dude with my same last name. Uh, oh yeah, yeah. That works at my job, and uh, neither of us had ever met another person with that name that wasn't like our cousin or some shit. Oh really? Wait, was he in, was he in a, Alex? He was Alan. Alan. No, oh, come on, <laughs> come on. <laughs> Come on. That's, that's ridiculous. Yeah, right? It's There's no cool. way. There's no way. That's kind of nuts. It's nutty. <laughs> you know what else is nutty? Did you see this uh, Reddit post where this dude went hammer on (laughs) like statistically trying to correlate or see if there is a correlation between Harden's performance and like the city he's in their average strip club rating no come on yeah and he did it like super for the most part like uh, pretty honest to like how you would conduct any sort of like statistic uh like holy shit i just i just found it is like the third one down on our nba right now i analyzed james harden's performance in every nba city to see if there's a correlation between his box score and the city's average strip club rating so okay brilliant is brilliant work let me click on this because i know i know he does go to a lot of strip clubs yeah, there's a there's a strip club in Houston that like retired his jersey. Like, uh, <laughs> that's funny. Yeah. Okay, so the hypothesis is that James Harden bo- James Harden's box score declines in cities with high quality strip clubs, assuming that he goes out the night before and then uh, you know parties too hard. Let's dig into this one. Yeah, I mean this guy this guy goes a lot into this. Like he. Uh, 
he takes some precautions to make sure that uh you know he's he's analyzing as accurately as possible <laughs> and the the strip club rating is determined by google reviews the first thing i want to know is which city has the best has the most it, wait so it's declines in cities with high quality strip clubs okay so which city has the highest quality strip clubs per capita? It's probably Portland, right? No, I don't I don't think so. I Portland, think, uh, Portland has the most strip clubs per capita, yeah, as I understand it. Yeah, yeah, they probably have the most. Yeah. But, uh, well, but I just I thought by sheer numbers alone, that would mean they probably that I guess that means they didn't necessarily have the best. Yeah, I mean, he's basing it on the first 10 that pop up on in each city on google search and their average google review rating so um, miami's at the top of the list or not one well, of at the very top but they're definitely like you know they're a top 10 strip club city i would think yeah i think according to what i read here uh miami is the number one and toronto is dead last that uh that makes complete sense. <laughs> uh, well, like, you know, according to his his the way he figured it out with the Google reviews, uh, one of the interesting facts he put is uh, Salt Lake City is third ranked. So that tells you, you know, this all of this information is super duper contingent on these like Google review stats, which are probably a little wonky because who goes to a strip club and then rates it on Google? (laughs) (laughs) Actually, I have one answer to that question. James Harden. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah, that's a, that's, I mean, it's still interesting. I mean, I like when somebody just takes like nonsense research and just kind of applies it to, you know, actual real life, you know, you know, real life scenarios like this. Yeah. Because I mean, yeah. most likely, when he if he plays like shit, it could be due to a number of reasons, right? Uh, you could also just straight up look at the guy who's defending him that night. So, yeah, all um, things so, being equal. So this redditor is a Rockets fan. Uh, his name is Angry Centris, and so he found out some interesting stuff. It's like uh, you know he kind of takes some liberties with uh, using the Google reviews, but. I mean, that's probably the only way that you're going to be able to to do this without, I don't know, like asking actual people who are at strip clubs. That's fair. There's a 45% correlation coefficient. Uh, so like that, that means that's how much of a correlation there is with the quality of a strip club and then his like subpar performance. 45%? Yeah. Um overall he found that his performance is 20% predictable based on the quality of a city strip clubs. Okay, so that's low. So that's low. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's low. We're, yeah, okay. We're coming in pretty low, but yeah. <laughs> uh but I do think that he found uh I still think it's significant though. <laughs> like uh, <laughs> Okay. Like I would be I would be curious to see if this same dude would run this same uh these same numbers with a few other players 
um so we can get some like a control group or something you know what I mean? <laughs> like uh because i st- i feel like it even though it's small it still might be significant i don't know if he uh linked to oh yes he did i want to i want to see like the ranking of the strip clubs i don't know if we've yes. seen uh if we have access to that Oh wow, dude! Dude, this guy went ham. He has like a Google yes. document. Yep, yep. This is insane. I'm, I'm looking at the same. Yeah, the screenshots and everything. <laughs> yeah, shout out to uh to um fucking angry centrist. You angry centrist. Uh, apparently, a gentleman who is really not happy that Hillary lost and uh, is really going to be unhappy if uh, Joe Biden loses. So, um, yeah, no credit for all the work here. Uh, you know, centrist ass. Yeah, it's old centrist ass, man. Take a chance, you. Yeah, prick. for real. We need action. Not fucking indecision. <laughs> we need action. But man, he does have a lot of time on his hands. Uh, he yes. said he did yes. all these Google searches on his work computer. So that's pretty. That's, that's not good. I, mean, I, I need one of those jobs, obviously. But uh, yeah, for real, seriously. But man, quality work. This this is one of the this is one of the dopest things I've ever seen on our NBA. He deserves uh, all credit for this. He said he made thirty plus searches for ship clubs on his work CPU. That is uh, that is a bold move, sir. Like that is yeah. that is very far from centrist. I mean, that's very extreme, right there. Yeah, he he's taking that hit for for all of our MBA. He really is. Like, imagine if he applied all that same energy to actually doing his job. That's that's probably why he has this time on his hands. Because it's true. He, he probably does have a dope job where he does whatever the fuck he's doing here. He probably could work for an NBA team doing all these kinds of like this is what analytics is. Uh, I wouldn't take it that far. I wouldn't okay. take it that far. Oh, okay, yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah. It, it's, it's too ridiculous. The premise of it all being ridiculous is like, that's fine with me. But like, uh, I wouldn't say, like he just showed like, just a, a tiny level above a layman understanding of statistics. Of analytics? Okay, yeah. Like, um, I feel like the dude himself would probably would probably be like, to work for an actual team is a bit of a stretch. Like, uh, <laughs> <laughs> that's all. That's all I'm saying. I'm not trying to downplay. Are you saying dude. I went too far? <laughs> <laughs> Celtics lately. I mean, they are sitting alone at the top of the Eastern Conference, only six six young games into this NBA season. Yeah. So put some fucking respect on those little six <laughs> young games. They can use some goddamn respect, especially since they don't, you know, they're supposed starting center isn't really there. They just kind of go with uh vanilla Tice and uh Rob Williams or Lob Williams or the Time Lord if you're if you're into that. So you know, was, wait, so Canner, what Canner isn't playing? Canner hasn't played yet, yeah. And what? so he hasn't played not one time yet. No, it's been a combination of uh Daniel Vanilla Tice 
Okay. And, uh, and of course, okay. the Time Lord. Yeah. Oh, I feel yeah. good about this. Oh, I, I like feel that. great about it. And I plus, they throw good. And they throw Marcus Smart sometimes in there. Who uh, actually, I saw a really that's wacky. That's it wacky. is wacky. But I just saw a serious post where they showed how other players fare against him. Like when they put like a when when they make him guard a center. Um, okay. So so when he's guarding like Kevin Love, he's like the last. In these first six games, they showed what happens when Marcus Smart has to guard somebody that's like a power forward or a center, and their numbers dip dramatically. Ooh, okay. Like good uh, players too, right? Like he's had to guard. Uh, well, Simmons, Simmons. I, I, I was, say, I was gonna say Ben Simmons, but that's a guy he can. I that that doesn't that isn't too wacky, really. But someone like Kevin Love, who's like one of the the only two ooh, guys on Cleveland okay. right now that is like actually performing him and Tristan Thompson. Like they put Marcus Smart on him and they looked at like the minutes where Marcus Smart was guarding Kevin Love and Kevin Love's numbers dip dramatically. He's like a, you know, like a, a minus, you know, in the plus minus category, he comes out negative, but only yeah. for that time when Marcus Smart is guarding him, right? Yeah. So, but it's pretty interesting. Nice little breakdown there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, that that is interesting. That is yes. interesting. Yeah. Yeah. So somebody, I think it was on Twitter where I saw that where somebody broke down the the minutes where he's guarding somebody that's significantly taller and stronger than him um, and how he's able to handle it defensively. And then at the end, it's like this man is a point guard and he's doing this. So it's, uh, you know, I mean, we all kind of knew that he's pretty good at defense. But, you know, when you start to break down little things like that, you're like, oh, OK, I see why they're paying him what they pay him type of a thing. Yeah. So, yeah. I think what it is, is that like positions matter less like uh when you have a dude who plays defense like marcus smart yes. like i think at that point like i'm pretty sure most humans they don't <laughs> would not want to go up against marcus smart like no, in a situation no. where he is actively trying to stop them from doing what they're doing yeah like he he could play defense against you in in any form of a line of work you know what i mean like if you're a and and you just wouldn't get the you wouldn't get anything done all day. Yeah, you work at like a copy and print place, and he's just standing by the machine, just fucking every, boxing you out and shit. Like you just you can't get any of your work done because he's just. Uh, <laughs> uh, he's one of those guys that like hits reply all to like the emails and everything like that. You know what I mean? Shares them with everybody. He's like the kid in the class that like asked the teacher like a personal question. So then they start talking a lot. And then oh. like, uh, and then you're watching the clock and like the time is just ticking. And then it's just, there's just not enough time to continue the lesson. Like, <laughs> uh, they, yeah, a bit it's like an eight <laughs> second violation. You, you both hate to see it and love to see it because if you're like, oh, I hate this fucking dude, if you're like the nerd, but then like, yeah, if you're just trying to get out of this class, like, Oh, thank you for getting the teacher talking about, you know, fucking surfing. Yeah, like I, I, when, when I took Spanish two in high school, like all we had to do, like it was a it, it was a white guy that taught her, a right? super white guy. And it was like Mr. Morgan and like Mr. Yeah. Brad. Yeah, <laughs> Mr. Mr. Brad and Mr. Brad would basically uh, he the, he learned Spanish by just living in the Caribbean, right? Like he didn't like take any like formal classes or anything. He just learned it from living there. <laughs> yeah, swear yeah, to yeah. swear to God, the total white guy move, right? Like he basically his white privilege is how he got uh, got a teaching position, but we would but the other <laughs> <laughs> so like because I because I lived like on the east coast of Florida when I was in high school, 
like there was like there was the beachside kids and they would they you know you'd have a class with the beachside kids and they were like dude like just get this guy talking about surfing dude and so they'd get him talking about surfing and the whole class would go by and all he did was talk to you about like waves and breaks and all kinds of shit and like nobody learned any goddamn spanish in there <laughs> it's amazing it's amazing and turns out i just found out recently he got arrested for growing some weed in his uh in his garage so damn yeah well well actually on that one yeah like surfing guy yeah teacher guy like he should be able to grow his weed in his Oh yes! Oh no! I'm I'm totally for that. I just thought it was like you know it's a bold move when you live in Florida. Yeah. Well, yeah. That plus I think it totally solidifies your like observation on. on Oh, it fits. Like it fits. (laughs) (laughs) White privilege dude gets a job as Spanish teacher. Just learned it by accident from living in uh, Puerto Rico. From from permanent vacation. Permanent vacation. (laughs) <laughs> it's like i suffer i suffer from permanent vacations like what are what are like the symptoms or whatever it's like oh you get you get a job <laughs> a job where you see people oh man that's amazing uh mr brad well what are your qualifications for being a spanish teacher at melbourne high school bro like i i, I went to took a vacation there once totally learned the whole damn language dude <laughs> <laughs> I got like a pretty gnarly like indica in my garage right now, bro. <laughs> like hired. <laughs> oh, amazing. Yeah, so that's uh that's Marcus Smart. <laughs> <laughs> no, Marcus uh, Smart. Marcus Smart is the surfer oh, kid. Oh, he's a surfer kid in the class. class. That's right. Yeah. I, I totally ruined the analogy there. Yeah, he's a surfer kid in the class. Because he knows, yeah, he's the he is he's the he's the glue that holds everything together. You know, he's that savior when you need him. You know, yeah. I think that's funny that like that's how white guys get jobs. They go on vacation, learn a skill, come back, <laughs> come back and just fall yeah. ass backwards into it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, okay, so we got Marcus Smart uh, playing some minutes at center. That's an interesting, basically, little yeah that uh that i didn't know about that because I, I haven't really been watching them as much yeah um i know kemba he had like a couple stumbles in the beginning but like he seems pretty pretty nice now he's pretty no comfy. he no i love him i mean he's such like oh man and like clear example of like the difference there's i mean people keep doing this and i wish they would just stop bringing up Kyrie at all but they're they're there's going to be constant comparisons like if the celtics underperform or overperform they're going to say how is Kemba compared to Kyrie right so this happened so this happened uh, the game winner that Tatum had um uh, the other the other night uh basically um it's the same play that they ran in Orlando last year where Tatum took that same type of shot and missed it right and when he missed the one in Orlando Kyrie Ran up and started. Oh, yeah, yeah. He, he started getting mad at I think Horford and Hayward. Yeah, Kyrie um, was all pissed about it. I he wanted he, he wanted the play to go differently and basically had the ball in his hands at the end. So he ran up. It was you know, my turn. <laughs> I wanted to do it. Exactly right. And so they show the post game thing where they're like talking to Tatum after this 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 game this year where he hit the game winner. And Kemba comes up behind him and he's like, yeah, go get him, kill it, go get him. 
and everybody's like, see the oh. difference between these two points? Yeah, yeah. And they're doing the comparisons. Yeah. He's a more team, he, he likes, he's a more team friendly guy, obviously. So, you know what I like about you? You support <laughs> me in a way that she never did. She never did. <laughs> uh, and yeah, so that's what's happening there. And are you hearing all this talk now that's coming? In? Well, okay. So if, since we're on Kyrie, now he's being moody with the Nets, apparently. Yeah, yeah. That was that was something I, I wanted to talk about the last time, and I forgot. Like for sure. Um, I feel like the entire reaction to to that article or whatever the fuck it was. I'm pretty sure it was just an article. Uh, I think that was like overblown. I think um, I think it was Jackie McMullen. I think like her choice of words for the most part is what everyone was hanging on because uh, in context, when you when you look at the all of it in its entirety, I don't think it warrants the the way that people responded to the the little like uh, sound bites, the little tidbits, you know, like um, sure. Do you think we're looking for him to be a moody guy in in uh, Brooklyn too? Like we're like like we're looking for things to just pick on him about, or do you well, think he's actually? I mean, you know. Well, me personally, I think the Celtics fans absolutely uh, would uh, would look yeah. for that just because it it's cathartic almost to with all of the expectation that was there while he was in Boston to then see him in Brooklyn. And that it, it would be cathartic for the Celtics fans to see that and be like, see what I'm saying? Like, yes, ah, like yes. um, especially since they, we spent a lot. Well, I, I say we, I don't know if I did it, but like spent a lot of time, like defending him. Like when everybody said, when all the other fans of other teams were saying he was going to leave, like Knicks fans were saying it, uh, there, you know, Knicks fans are just most ridiculous people on Twitter, anyways. But like, they kept saying Kyrie's gonna leave, Kyrie's gonna leave. We, we were just like, come on, he's not gonna leave. He literally said, uh, you know, in a game in the uh, preseason or at the beginning of the last year, like he wants to resign in Boston. So, you know, you guys are being ridiculous. And then, of course, he leaves. And now I feel like maybe they're looking for things to say, like, yeah, see, we knew all along he was just a a pain in the ass. Um, yeah. Yeah, well, Knicks fans are fucking ridiculous. They like, are ridiculous. They thought they were gonna get KD and Durant, and <laughs> yes. their team made and a Zion. ridiculous trade when when they traded Porzingis for basically space, like yes. almost nothing. And then it was all like, "Oh, yeah, you know, it's because they're gonna get them." It's so like beautifully ironic that like the then they went to the Nets. And and the Knicks just got like a you know a little like motley crew of dudes, but um, but yeah, like it, I think it's I think for Boston fans it would be a little cathartic to to be like oh shit like it's only five games and Kyrie's already like uh, causing trouble over there yeah and um, Jackie McMullen I love everything that she does like I think she's great but she's a she's a Celtics fan. She so I feel area. like there, ha- there had you know like that that right there to me is like I see what's going on here. Bias uh, reporting. 
Well, not necessarily. I don't want to say it's like because, like I said earlier, I think some. I think it got overblown and like take it out of context. But like, um, it doesn't help her case that she's a, like a, a Celtics fan. Yeah, and and the nature of of that article or whatever. So, like that being said, though, like more importantly, uh, one thing I was thinking about when I when I was reading that, uh, like if let's say like that that all is real and it's like an issue with him at what point do we need to like go from sizing him and shit and to and switch to like oh for shit like does does he need help you know like uh yeah and that, that's that's the that's the tricky part there because if he has a mental health problem like that's serious right like he needs to he needs to seek out help. He needs to, you know, if being in the NBA might only make that worse on him. You know what I mean? If he has actual mental health issues, I personally, I mean, I don't know him. So how would I know? I don't think he has any mental health problems. I think he's just a quirky guy. And that's, that's that. Um, but there's a lot of the, yeah, there, there's a lot of that talk though, saying he just has, you know, that he gets on the plane and doesn't talk to anybody. You know what I mean? And, and just, uh, he kind of, he's, he's not really being, much of a team player right now, I guess. Uh, I don't know. Yeah. I mean, th- they are three and four, seven games in, but that doesn't necessarily mean anything. You know what I mean? But um, yeah, and 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 even KD says, like, you know, I knew he was like that, and I wanted that's to play was, with him anyways. Yeah, that's what I was about to say. KD, like, referred to him uh, as an artist. He was but K- like, uh, but KD, he's, like, he's an it, artist. You got you to gotta leave him alone sometimes. Yeah, but KD has almost the same personality, kind of. Like he's a little like moody and like, you know, uh, you know, very sensitive himself. Moody, moody. Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, so he's going to defend Kyrie anyways. And I don't know. It's just. And then there was like, I, I saw some more talk about how like after they won the championship, Cleveland, when they beat Golden State uh like he was just he went super unhappy after that and i'm like ah really like he made like like the biggest three-pointer of his life in that series and and like i don't i just, I just don't get it like i maybe yeah, there's something wrong I, with him i don't know i could i could see it like um i could see it for well number one if if he has like a actual mental health condition then uh, sometimes those things aren't like super clear cut. And like this whole situation could be like, a, it's almost like when a dude has like one of those heart conditions and it's like, all of a sudden it's just like, uh, so-and-so is going to miss the remainder of the season because they had to get fucking heart surgery mm-hmm. because like it, they just stumbled upon it in like regular team doctor shit. They're like, Oh fuck you're, you got this crazy heart thing. Um, like, like Shaq's son, uh, Sharif O'Neal had to miss his last, uh, season of basketball because they discovered an issue with his heart. And, uh, you know, sometimes those things like just pop up. I feel like, uh, mental health is no different. Like, uh, this dude is obviously functional and he's like a superstar or athlete. Um, but maybe he wasn't always in these scenarios to, bring his mental health issues like to the forefront and like all of a sudden like he is and it's like the more you analyze it, it's like oh shit this actually maybe this dude just needs to like see a therapist or something like um like run our tests or some shit like oh yeah yeah good um, example 
but you know, not they're not not to say that they're similar in any way because runners has it, that shit is a whole different issue. Like Kyrie's not beating the shit out of people or anything. Yeah, that's <laughs> fair. Yeah, yeah. Um, but no, I mean, I I think that's a pretty relevant uh, aspect to it all that like shouldn't shouldn't go unnoticed. Uh, I mean, so how soon do you think we're gonna start seeing players on the injury report? for load management for their mental health. I don't think that that's very likely. And the the interesting thing about that though, is uh, I would, I think that would be overall beneficial just to open up that as a discussion. Sure. Because think about somebody like uh, Royce white. Do you remember Royce white? Um, I'm going to refresh myself. While you talk about the um, subject, yeah, yeah. I, if that's if that's his name, and I'm getting it right, um, Royce White was like, I want to say like a top three projected draft pick. Okay. Um, this man, he looked like LeBron, like in college, and the he like he clearly could ball. Like I, I was super excited to see like what he would do in the NBA. And then when he was drafted, uh, he got drafted. Um, I believe he got dra- his draft stock went way low because uh, in the whole, you know, pre-draft process, it was determined. It was found out that he has anxiety uh, at, that basically when it comes to flying. Like he's a, he's afraid. Oh, my fly. gosh. I do remember this now. Now that you're saying it. Yeah, I do remember. Okay. And it was like any any team that drafted him had to understand that this dude has issues with flying, which uh, which could really fuck up. You know, you got to fly. These guys are if anything, these guys are flying around traveling too much like um, truth. Yeah. To the point of like sleep deprivation and shit. But. um, Speaking of load management, you know. Uh, if if mental health got incorporated into that, like, uh, do I think that would happen anytime soon? Like, nah, no. But but I think uh, even considering that would be like great because when you think of a dude like Royce White, then that would be a, a way to enter. Uh, that would be a way for him to play and have and like frame it in such a way. You know what I mean? That's easily digestible to to everyone as everyone has kind of just absorbed this whole load management concept, like uh, to apply it to mental health uh, would, would kind of take care of some of the legwork of trying to explain to people why it would, you would want this dude to play for you, but sometimes he can't play, you know? And so I'm seeing pictures of this guy in like a Rockets Jersey, a Sixers Jersey. So so, so he's played four teams before. I mean, I mean, he was drafted. So he was drafted just outside of like the lottery. So he's like the 16th pick in the first round. And so, but he's played in the NBA. So how did he get over his like flying anxiety? Like he I mean, must have flown at some, did he just like knock himself out or like, what did I he do? I don't know what his solution was. And I also think like the, him as a player could warrant an entire episode. Just because, just because, like, um, 
like in a perfect world, I would love for everything I just said to be the story on him. (laughs) But, but there's not, he's a real person and like, there's more to it. And, uh, he kind of like, I can't say that he behaved like perfectly or whatever, you know, in representing this issue. Like, uh, and he like tried, but, um, I think, I think the reason he's not in the NBA is partially, uh, because of himself, you know what I mean? Um, he has stated that he would, he said recently he would play in the NBA for free. (laughs) Yeah, that is, uh, that's sad. That is super sad. I mean, it's sad for a person of his abilities. Yeah. But I mean, he's, he's would you play in the NBA for free? So, Fuck like, you no. Can, Fuck no. no. Are you kidding me? You, no. you you get to suit up in the starting lineup for the Celtics this week for one game, and they're not going to pay you shit. And you Ooh, don't have to pay anything. You wouldn't uh, do that. Oh, you know, you know. God damn it. Yeah, when you put it like that, I mean, yeah. shit. Yeah, I'm playing okay. all 82 for the Heat, baby. I'm going to be. <laughs> well, that, that's that's more up to them than it is to you. Fucking but, uh, yeah. Russell Westbrook's plus minus 46. I'm coming for fucking 106. <laughs> Let's go. Minus 106. <laughs> I guess uh, I guess when you put it like that, that's a different. Yeah, but it's uh, but see, when you asked me that question, I was thinking to myself, they make so much goddamn money. They could afford to pay me something. Right. Like, you know. So I was like, I was kind of being like, you know. Yeah, but see, if you're if you're him, like if you if have you're that him, yeah, ability. Yeah, I see what you're saying. Yeah. yeah, if you're someone with the ability to be in the NBA right now and the NBA doesn't want you, if some team said you can play here, but we're not going to pay you, you'd be like, well, shit, yeah, I, I'd like to do anything in the NBA. Yeah, I, that's a good point. Okay. You came at yeah, it from like a totally see. like more positive point of view than I did. Well, for me, for me, if I get in the game, like I'm falling out like in record time, like uh, <laughs> because I'm going to try to take smart fouls, you know, that will help the flow of the game. OK, I, OK. I also know that that's my only chance. That's my only chance, like to, Im- yes. to impact the game. Yes. There's nothing else that I could do that that would impact the game. So like I'm fucking I'm falling out in like a minute. <laughs> like, you know you know you know what okay that's interesting that you went that way with it i i have told people before i think i, I think you and i have had this discussion before do hell no nah, you can't no you can't do you know what i'm gonna say <laughs> yeah you know, you know what i'm gonna ask yeah you can't do it <laughs> one point you don't think you don't think you could score one point in an nba game nah dude if you I, played 48 minutes 48 minutes you couldn't oh, it, like drive and get fouled and maybe make one free no. throw. I think no? it would the only way I think it would take a concerted effort from all of the human beings on the court, including oh, the refs. Everyone okay. would have to be like, let's get this guy a point. Because <laughs> Um, there's just no, these guys work too hard. Like there, there's no way to let like five, nine Alex actually get any point. Yeah. Think about like some G league guy out there on a two way contract that he's an offensive or he's a defensive specialist. That's all he does. He's like fucking, uh, (laughs) yeah, it's a good point. You know what I mean? Like, uh, he's not letting you score. Not nothing. He would swat your shit into the next city, dude. He would not give a yeah. fuck. <laughs> He'll fucking somehow get you to put the ball in his team's basket. Your like, luck. Uh, your luck. Royce White would be guarding you. 
Yeah, the, the more I, uh, I don't know why I used to think that I could score at least one point in an NBA. I, mean, I just feel like I could, I could, if you just gave me the ball like once, I would just run as hard as I fucking could at the basket and try to get fouled. But I feel like they would be like, just swat it away without even touching me and I'd be, and whatever, that'd be, that would be that. Yeah, yeah. they yeah, would probably, right. they would probably just stand straight up with their arms up and do nothing. And you would just <laughs> fucking crumble <laughs> into a little pile <laughs> on the ground while the ball would just move like uh, a six inches oh, above man. wherever you left it. Like, I don't, I don't even know why I think I would get that far to that, that, that close to the hoop. Like, if I caught the ball at the three point line, it's getting poked away from me really quick from yeah. the person who's defending me. Yeah. I fuck with your me. energy, though. I feel your yeah, energy. Yeah. I, know. I believe just, in my heart like I feel that way. Yeah. But like my brain is like, nah, bro. Like Marcus Smart is going to probably like t- tear my ACL or some yep, shit like yep, in two yep. seconds. <laughs> you would leave you would leave like Paul Pierce in the NBA finals like on a goddamn stretcher with like shit in your pants. Yeah. <laughs> Fucking, uh, I, I, you know, it's funny. I had this same type of discussion with like these dudes that I know, <laughs> this, these dudes that oh, I know that, are, that, that, that play tennis, right? And uh, we got, I don't know how we got to talk about, they, they were like, they, we were talking about like who, who were the better athletes and all that kind of stuff. And I said, I bet if you put five NBA players up against five tennis players, the tennis players wouldn't score one point at all. Like, that's what I said as an NBA fan. Like, I'm a homer, right? Like, I, I don't think, I think the, the tennis players wouldn't score any points. They were like, come in, on, these guys are athletes. And I'm like, in what sport, yeah. though? What sport basketball, are they playing? Basketball. In basketball. Yeah. Oh, hell no. Nah. Yeah, they the tennis players aren't points. Okay, yeah. so you're on my side. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> this was a long, this was like 20 years ago that I was having this argument with some, with these buddies. And they were like, come on, they're tennis players. They can, they're athletes. They can get some points. I'm like, no, no, they can't. Nope. They're going to go out there having never dribbled a basketball in their life. So it's going to get poked away uh, every single time they try to dribble. They're going to shoot. They're going to do that weird shooting style where the guys are shooting with like two hands and both their hands are behind the ball and it looks ridiculous. And uh, yeah, and it's just going to get swatted and they're just they're done for. They're not going to score at all. And they're like, well, they're going to get fouled, right? I'm like, no, they're not even going to foul them. They're, you don't even have to foul them. Let them make their own mistakes. Yeah, so. they're first of all, exactly. Their their technique is going to be so trash that like yes. uh, you wouldn't have to foul them. You could just let them do what they let them fuck up. Do. Yeah, they're gonna and, fuck up, and they're never going to be able to do it at the same rate as like the the NBA guys, right? Yeah. The only thing that a group of tennis dudes could do, I, w- I would think, or gals would be like. Uh, fast break fast break like you ever you ever go to the park and play or some shit sure and like there's a team of dudes that like aren't necessarily as skilled as some of the other players but they're all fit and just running the break and like you could win a lot like that just running the break just just being in shape yeah yeah, for sure just running people off the court um that's, that's that's possible to do and it's not that hard to to make a layup, like you know what I mean. Like, uh, yeah. Eventually, you fuck up a couple times, like you're just gonna be like, "All right, I'm gonna physically put this in here. Like, I'm gonna put <laughs> this in." Uh, so I think they would have some fast break points, um, and easy baskets or whatever like that. But that's gonna be that's gonna be it, and like that's gonna yeah. be also very rare 
Yes, like, very uh, hard to come by. Like yeah. especially with these guys, like the NBA has is like chase down blocks are a thing that happens more frequently now. So, and that's I think that's sort of like the the LeBron effect. Um, so, I mean, those guys running those these tennis players trying to run the NBA guys out of the building, like just going to get their layups like swatted, just gone. Just I mean, and they're not even going to like swat them like into the stands where it goes out of bounds and you can at least still have possession. Like they're going to catch it in the air. You know what I mean? Like pin it against the backboard and then like grab it and come down. And I don't know about these tennis dudes like defense. Oh, it's suspect. You know, it's suspect uh, because they, they are very agile and they have the lateral movement. Like that's you have true. To. That's they are a good big, side to side. Yeah. yeah. That's a huge thing you need to have. Yes. But like how many times does the ball coming at you change direction? Like while it's coming at you, you know what I mean? It doesn't really like maybe if it hits the ground, but it, you could, you could think about that ahead. You think about the tennis if, ball. Yeah, like if you're oh, experienced okay. yeah. and shit and you see the ball coming and it's going to hit the ground, you would probably have, um, you know, a, at least a significant amount of information, like forethought to be like, OK, it's going to bounce this way or yes. whatever. You know what I mean? Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, but other than that, the tennis ball isn't going to fucking cross you up like uh, <laughs> that's exactly where i was gonna go next it, the crossover is just gonna kill them every time yeah. they're gonna be working they're gonna be so over eager on defense and these exactly. guys are so, and they're gonna be falling on their ass like looking you know yep. caught looking Ugh, it's gonna be so bad yeah sometimes uh sometimes like that lateral quickness can be a disadvantage yes because if you're moving too much then it's easier for somebody with a tight handle to like manipulate you for sure yeah. Uh, they'll they'll be they'll make you move because they know you're gonna move. Like uh, sometimes some big ass dude just chilling, like Jokic or like Boris Diaw, is almost like annoying for a guy yes. with a good handle because they're like, "Fuck, I just gotta run like far outside of your wingspan <laughs> and and jump reach." Uh huh. Like, uh, or I just gotta shoot a jump shot because you're clearly gonna let me do this. Did, did, did you see the game that Houston just had against Brooklyn where like James Harden crossed up Kyrie Irving? Kyrie Irving by is one of the best, uh, you know, crossover guys in the league. And so is James Harden. They're basically like, the, I'd say top five crossover guys in the league. And even they can't, aren't that good at defending it. And even they still fall for it. You know what I mean? Oh yeah. Yeah. So, you know, I mean, he made Kyrie look like he made a miss. Like he went right by him. It was it was kind of nuts. I was, I was I was a little. I mean, Kyrie's not known for his defense, but still, like he knows what Harden's going to try and do to him. Like he knows what a you know he knows how crossovers go. So you know, um, and even he can't stop it. So yeah, yeah. I think both of those guys, if they had to play one on one, they would just cross the shit out of each other over and yeah. over again. Like, it would be awesome to watch. Neither of them could stop each other. Like I, they're. They're just too good with the handle. It would be 145 to 144, like point wise. <laughs> yeah. So nah, it, would, it would be like it would be like seven to six because like they would someone would sprain an ankle. <laughs> <laughs> it's true, or get their ankle broke. Yeah, for sure. I mean, yeah. So to conclude, tennis is whack. <laughs> oh man no i mean i i fuck with tennis i think i think tennis is cool but like uh 
but come on now like uh yeah come on <laughs> there's some other things you gotta do like to to be on the nba court that's what i was asking like what sport you know it's like uh some of those tennis skills could prepare them but you still sure you like it's pretty obvious like when you go and play basketball with somebody who's never played basketball uh there's some simple things that they do that you'll just obviously see uh is just goofy with them you know <laughs> yeah they they kind of they tend to like stand still and like not move at all um which is okay like even in, NBA, in the nba that happens but like uh you have to move like you have to create space for the other guys on the floor like if you see one of your oh, guys yeah if you like don't he, if you're on offense and you don't have the ball exactly yeah you have to like move out of the yeah. way of the guys that have the ball or are also moving and uh running plays they just kind of like stand there so yeah so take that people who don't play basketball regularly and try yeah, to get on the move, court and move without the ball <laughs> fucking set a screen <laughs> which you know yeah we're making fun but like there are dudes in the nba that that still don't move without the ball so yeah yeah so this has been lovely it's been another edition the free ballers yeah rate uh rate john and alex don't don't rate the free ballers rate john and alex five stars yell me yeah honestly fuck fuck that just rate yourself rate yourself five stars i like that rate, rate your life five stars yeah no actually for real though just rate the cats five stars <laughs> nobody cares if you rate yourself and then go out and live a five star life god damn it Five, shout out to Five Star Pizza in Gainesville. Oh, fucking Five Star. Open till 4 a.m. I love it. Yeah, so many memories.